0: Hi, welcome to the Vine Life Church Podcast. We're in Boulder, Colorado, and we're following Jesus by staying rooted in His presence, growing in His family, and living on His mission so that hearts are awakened with His all-inspiring love. In this time of social distancing, we're not currently gathering in person, but we invite you to stream the video from our weekend services online. And if we can help you in any way, reach out to us at vinelife.com. For now, here's a short sermon from last weekend at Vine Life. Again, thanks for joining us. Well, Vine Life, uh, today, before we get into the message, would you uh, pray with us as we open up God's Word? Father, we, uh, we surrender to You. We bring our lives before You. And uh, we pray that in this time, that Your Word would divide soul and spirit. We need it, God. Yeah. We need You to speak. And we ask that today, Lord Jesus, your word would nourish us from the inside out. Your word would calm fears. Your word would disentangle the anxiety and the confusion that surround us on every side. Today, God, we declare our love to you. And we thank you that you are with us and speaking to us and leading us every step of the way. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, hey, Vine Life, I'm excited to uh, have another conversation here this morning. Uh, You see, uh, uh, we're in another historic week. We've been going through historic year and it continues to escalate. Not only are we still navigating this whole COVID-19 pandemic, uh, but as you know, uh, this last uh, couple weeks, the racial tensions in our country continue to rise. Um, deep roots of the history of racism in our nation, our country, they're being exposed and they should be exposed. And God is shining a light on many things right now in our nation and it's bringing many conversations to a boiling point. And uh, I don't know about you, but as a paying attention to, uh, the nature of my conversations—it just seems like a division continues to rage, confusion abounds, hostility, even violence in our nation is continuing to grow, um, and it, this this makes for some challenges as we're trying to navigate this together. You see, we're probably um, all having conversations with friends, with neighbors, with coworkers, even people in our own church, trying to express what we're feeling. Um, and yet there's another growing pent-up frustration that it seems like no matter what we say, it's not good enough, or you know, no matter what we express, it, it doesn't feel like we're being right enough um, or what we believe. It, it, everything seems to be falling short. No matter what you say or what you don't say, it all seems to be insufficient. And uh, in, in my experience recently has been this. There's really a couple ways that we respond in general. One is we get so frustrated because of the amount of pressure and confusion to, to pick a side or to, to do things that what happens, is we just blow up. And whatever, whatever we feel or think or opinions about anything, we just throw it all out there and just expect people to deal with it, right? And you've seen this on Facebook, maybe you've been this person on Facebook, no judgment, but this happens, right? We blow up. Uh, but there's another way we respond too.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that um, this becomes so overwhelming that uh, we don't know what to do and we don't know what to say, so we just check out. That's all we do. Yeah. And, and we hate that because we realize at the same time when we check out, we're just telling ourselves that's not acceptable. That's, that's not enough, and we're trapped. We're stuck in that place where neither action nor silence is satisfactory.
0: Yeah, and so we want to encourage you today, though. We're going to have this conversation, Bob and I, and to give a few uh, handholds for this time that we're in because it is confusing. But I, I, I really believe what Scripture would teach us and God's heart for us is not that we would be silent on the things that he is surfacing in our lives, but also that we would be able to foster conversations permeated with his love in every way. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that we are not a people who shrink back. We are not a people who cower. We are not a people who are silenced. And it is possible for us to move forward in the love and the power of God in this season. And so, What we want to do today is is have this conversation. We're just going to call it the crucible of love. And uh, we're going to start off by reading this passage from the book of Romans chapter 12. This is a passage where Paul is encouraging uh, the, the saints in Rome. And this is just after he talks about them bringing their worship offering their bodies as a living sacrifice and then he goes to remind them hey guys just a reminder as you're offering yourself as a sacrifice here's what it means to live as a true christian here are the marks of the life and the spirit so bob would you like to read this cool
1: so paul writes and he says this let love be genuine abhor what is evil hold fast to what is good love one another with brotherly affection Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one for evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it's written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good.
0: Yeah, so this this passage is just marking out this beautiful vision for what it looks like uh, for love to grow in our lives. And one of the things I, I love about this is even last week we've talked about at Pentecost the fire of God coming to purify us. And, and, and before this passage on love, Paul's talking about offering your bodies as living sacrifices. And I, and I really believe that all of this really comes together. See, but I believe that we're in a time that is a crucible um, where love can be tested. And, and the reality of the fact is this, love cannot mature until it is tested. And so God takes us through these seasons to grow us up into a people Of great love. And and this this theme continues all throughout Scripture. In fact, in 1 John 4, 19 through 21, um, it says this uh, We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. So today, Bob and I are going to just talk a little bit about three things that we see in Scripture that are really important for us as God is testing and proving our love, as he's growing us up in the crucible of love. And we just really hope that this is encouraging and helpful for you as we get into this. The first thing is this. Um, When it comes to love, one of the first and most basic things we can do is learn how to listen. And I know that seems basic, but yet probably like you've experienced recently, it's really easy for everybody to share and very few people to listen. We're lobbing out grand ideologies of what's right and what's wrong in every direction. But I I wonder if one of the, the, the basic... Uh, postures that transform the world is going back to the, the idea of listening. And, and again, this theme is taken through Scripture as well. In James one nineteen he says, Know my brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. And Proverbs 18.13 says like this, If anyone gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and his shame and yet um, there is so much pent up frustration, so much pent up anger happening right now, it's really easy uh, to blow up or to act like we're listening and yet actually not be listening. Have you experienced this, Yeah,
1: I think that's really true. You know, it's a very natural thing when we're in conversation to put a lot of our focus onto what we're going to say next, even while somebody is speaking to us. And if you think about it, think how you feel when you don't feel heard. When you're in a, some kind of dialogue, and that other person, you're pitching, but they're not catching, and you don't <laughs> feel heard. So you have to slow down and be able to, to close your lips and focus and just listen. Yeah. Let Be, let be a hearer.
0: Yeah, and I've I've had to learn this the hard way. I remember somebody stopping me after church one day because uh, they were really wanting to talk to me and I was really honestly not wanting to talk to them. Can I, we just be honest here? And so they were talking and I was nodding my head and kind of looking off to the side and just thinking about what else I want to do. Other times, exactly like you said, when I'm listening to somebody and I've decided already that I disagree with them, I'm already thinking about a rebuttal. But listen, guys, we got to remember that just like Bob was saying, listening is so close to, uh, uh, to feeling hurt is so close to feeling loved that most of us can't even tell yeah. the difference. Absolutely. And, um, and, and, and so uh, in this time, I want to encourage you and even challenge you, um, when you have something to share, uh, don't just share broad ideologies. Go call somebody you love. Ask them what their story is. After, this, after the service today, call somebody you love. Go invite somebody over for dinner if you're doing in-person gatherings. Ask them what their experience is and let this be a time not to just lob ideologies, but to connect with the human heart. This is what God yeah. calls us to do.
1: That's good, man. That's
0: true. So, so we can grow in the posture of listening. The other thing we can do that's in tandem with this, is we can grow in the posture of learning. And I just want to remind us today that none of us in the kingdom of God are experts. We are not experts in the kingdom of God. We are all students, students, and I would even say a novice at times, just learning the steps of our master. In fact, this is what the disciple, this is what it even means to be a disciple. It's this Greek word, mathetes, which means learner and, and and guys, one of the postures that the church can assume in this time that, that, that is powerful and dismantles strongholds is just the posture of humility where we're never we're never so self-assured that we're not willing to learn from our brothers and sisters and, and there is a lot to learn right now.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I have to tell you a story because that's kind of what I do sometimes. <laughs> uh, when, uh, when we first came to Vine Life, it was a long time ago, and, and one of the people that attended church here was uh, Coach McCartney, who was a football coach at CU, uh, and a number of athletes from the team attended here and some of the coaching staff. And if you got around Coach Mack very much, what you would hear a lot from him about is the pain in the black community. Now, I didn't get this at all. I'm a white person. I grew up in a white culture. Whew, clueless. And I could not understand. And I think part of the point here is that it is listening that helps us learn. And I realized that I didn't get this because my understanding was the understanding many people might have of one video one event, one trigger,
0: yeah.
1: where we're, we're dealing with generations of oppression. Yeah. And that's a long story. That's not a 30 minute cl- or 30 second clip of anything. And so we have to open ourselves and say, I'm not gonna tell you your narrative. I need to hear your narrative that I might learn from that, that you might teach me what your experience has been.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. And uh, it's, it's this place of learning that is an intentional posture. We must always become students, especially as we're apprenticing Jesus Christ, our our, our rabbi, our teacher. Um, the, the posture of, of learning is indistinguishable from loving our neighbors well. And, uh, and we want to encourage you in that. Even in this time, don't just absorb everything that... Uh, that confirms what you already believe. Take time. If you have friends or family or people in your life uh, that are asking you to learn with them, read some books, watch some videos, watch some documentaries, um, catch up, become a student. Um, n- not that you lose your own voice, but you're always willing to to be sh- uh, challenged and shaped uh, more so, so we can we can continue to mature into the image of Christ, and so. So just to recap, we're, we're listeners. We love the world through listening well. We love the world through learning. Yeah. Um, and, and one last point, point: I think it might even be the most important point right now uh, uh, as we're continuing to be a people of love, is that we love the world through lament. And we started the service off like this this morning, this idea of lament and there's a couple kinds that we're talking about. First of all, we lament to God. We take the grief and the sadness that we're experiencing and we lament to God. But also, we lament with others. And that's why in this passage that we read, um, it, says, uh, it says to rejoice with those who rejoice and, and to mourn with those who mourn. And this is a time like no other where we're being invited to see things that we haven't seen before as we're listening and as we're learning. There's a high likelihood we're going to start connecting with anguish that we haven't, we haven't even connected with before, and that's okay. And listen, I, I just want to encourage you. Uh, grieving with those who grieve does not necessarily mean we understand everything. Listen, like Bob said, in my own experience as a white male American, I, I have my own narratives and my own stories, and those are good and those are fine. But I am learning as well uh, that not everybody has those experiences, and those in the black community, the, the extreme pain and anguish that is surfacing, that has been in our bones for hundreds of years, it's, it's coming to the surface, and I'm just learning about it one step at a time. I'm a student. But even this last week, I connected with grief on a level that I haven't in a long time. And I believe this is incredibly important. Part of the reason it's important is because God grieves. So unless we allow ourselves to grieve and to connect with the weight of what's happening, we actually miss out on what grieves God's heart. Um, we miss out on connecting with God in that way. And we see this in the life of Jesus. Jesus, he would go to Lazarus' graveside and he was moved to tears, even in compassion. We see this in the Garden of Gethsemane as he was approaching the cross. He was moved to sorrow, extreme despair and sorrow. We see this as he was riding into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday and he felt the weight of disconnection and sin in the city and he, he would actually wept over the city. And guys, listen, this is a time where one of the most powerful things we can do to love well is to, to ask God to move our hearts for our brothers and our sisters who are experiencing grief. And again, we don't have to always understand it to be moved by it.
1: I think, too, there's... A... There's a place in grieving of self-discovery. Uh, when we really open ourselves in the way that Luke's describing, I think we also learn a lot about ourselves, and I think that's really important. And the reason it's important is this. What we're experiencing right now is not new. Uh, you know, we fought a major war to end slavery and thought we'd solved it. and we ha- In uh, mid-1870s, uh, The first Civil Rights Act was passed. And law after law after law has been passed over the period of time from then until now. And yet here we are. We find ourselves in this place. And the reason that we do that is the very three things Luke is talking about. We're not listening, we're not learning, and we're not lamenting. And we're imagining that laws are going to solve our problem when we know that the only thing that is going to solve Mm -hmm. our problem is transformation you, in our hearts yeah. and we have to be in touch with ourselves yes. and we have to understand the world around us to move into that place where Jesus can work in our heart and we can be transformed into people that pass through this crucible of love
0: yeah and just to be clear here when we're talking about love we need to be reminded that love is not something that we conjure up in our own strength. Love is not man-made, not the love of God. It's not something that we white-knuckle our way into. It's not something uh, that, that we define on our own, because if that's the case, love just turns into niceness, and that's not what we're talking about. Love is powerful. Love is authoritative. Love goes places that, that nobody else wants to go. Love gets into the mess with, with the, the, the raw mess of people's lives, of our lives. And so yeah, as, as we're ending this conversation today, I just want to be really clear here that what we need in our land, what we need in, in our cities, what we need in our own hearts is not a hallmark version of love. We need the supernatural, powerful love of God demonstrated on the cross through Christ jesus that is what we need to move and so we want to pray we want to spend this last little bit praying for you praying for us for ourselves for our church that that we don't settle for another version of love that is weak and is diluted but a love that will actually transform us from the inside out and heal our land because we need god to heal our land we need god to heal our hearts yeah. So this morning, would you join us in this posture of dependence before God as He is developing love, growing us up in the crucible of love? Can we come back to God and receive His heart today? Just wherever you are, you can even put your hands out in front. And, uh, and we want to go before the Lord together. And we're just going to ask that God transforms us and our cities and nation today. So Jesus, we surrender ourselves again to you and we just want to declare and confess that we have no power to transform our own lives. It's only your gospel yeah. and the good news of what you have done for us, Lord God, that can, that can heal us from the inside out and heal our land. And so God, we pray that you would do a great work inside of us. And as a church, We can continue to model love through listening and learning and lamenting, Lord God, that we would never be stagnant or stuck where we are, but we're always able to be moved with your heart, God. We thank you, Jesus.
1: Yeah, Lord, we we know that without you, we can't do anything. You, You are the vine and we're the branch. You're sovereign in our lives, Lord, and, and we submit ourselves to you. We acknowledge exactly what Luke prayed, that we can't fix this thing, but we know your spirit, your spirit of love embodied in us can. And so we declare just this morning, come, Lord Jesus, and make that deposit make that of love in our heart. Open our eyes and, and open our ears and help us to, to listen and help us to learn and help us to lament and, and connect yeah. with all the people in the world who are struggling right now, immaterial of the color of their skin. It's the condition of their heart, Lord. That's what we care about. Yeah. And so help us in this time. We need our land healed. Yes, God. We need our land healed. So, Lord, we stand in the hope of all the promises you've given us. And we stand in faith. And we know that for you, yeah. nothing is impossible.
0: Thank you, Father. So
1: come, Lord Jesus.
0: Thank you, Father. And God, we, again, we lift up our African-American brothers and sisters, those the people of color, Lord God, with the great cry of pain and, uh, and anguish that is, yeah. that is still being released, Lord God, and it's, it's still being uncovered. And uh, we pray for the families of those whose lives were taken George Floyd and Ahmed Arbery and Breonna Taylor, Lord God, their families and loved ones, that you would meet them in their pain, Father, and uh, you would come alongside them to, to, to continue to bring healing and justice and righteousness, Lord God. And equally, God, we pray for uh, our police departments across our land, those in service, Lord Jesus, and where pressure is being added, and they're being called up on a new level. We thank you for them. We bless them in the name of Jesus and Lord, we just pray for wisdom and, and, a, and a sound mind, Lord God, to, to come into every law enforcement office across our nation, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, God, as a nation, um, that your love is going to unify us and you are bringing us through this. You are exposing what needs to be exposed so that we can find something new to trust in, which I believe is the hope of the gospel. Let it be so, Lord God. Let your kingdom come to earth as it is in heaven. We love you today, God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, guys, before we end, I just want to give you a heads up. Over the next several weeks, we're going to continue these conversations. And um, and we're actually even going to start a new series called At the Table which explores ways that we gather around the table just like Jesus did to, to be in each other's lives and to minister love to one another in surprising ways. We can't wait to get into that series. But for now, be blessed.
1: Be blessed.